Hello, and welcome to the ITR Award Winners Podcast, where we'll be in conversation with experts from winning firms across the global ITR Award ceremonies. I'm Prin Shashiharan, and I oversee the research process for the ITR Awards, working alongside an internal panel made up of ITR researchers and journalists. The awards recognize the leading tax and transfer pricing firms across the world and covers excellence across the six continents. Today, I'm joined by Albert Lee and John Dobell of EY, in August, the firm was adjudged as Asia's tax technology firm of the year by ITR, beating a variety of law firms, specialist service providers, and big four competitors. EY's tax technology and transformation team brings together a new breed of tax technologists immersed in science, mathematics, technology, and innovation. They work alongside tax strategists and advisors in a unique team structure that assists organizations meet their ongoing challenges and remain responsive to this connected world. The firm remain at the forefront of tax technology developments globally, let alone Asia, and offer a full range of transformational operating model strategies, services, and risk management by world-class professionals. I will be handing over to Albert and John, who will provide a brief introduction of their work with EY. Hi there, I'm Albert Lee. I am partner at EY, and I look after our Asia-Pacific tax technology and transformation business. And I'm John Dobell. Um, I'm also a partner at EY. I look after our um, overarching technology uh, strategy across all of our uh, elements of our tax practice, uh, which includes a particular focus around internal technology use and innovation. Thank you. We live in times where there is a growing globalised economy, drastic regulatory changes and a burning demand for the quick provision of services, which, of course, is a part of the day-to-day challenges for any multinational company. Firstly, I think it would be great to hear about the firm's focus and specialism on technology, on how important it is at EY, and how important it has become in recent years. Well, you know, I think, um, as you just mentioned, the governments and tax authorities all around the world are going digital. And so what we're observing is um, taxpayers and our clients all need to respond. And so this in turn drives the demand for us to uh, help our clients uh, deal with these challenges. And these challenges come about in two different ways. So first, uh, we are seeing that clients need to leverage their enterprise systems more. There is a lot of technology already in our clients. And so firstly, I think um, helping them make best use of their existing technology is is one of the things that, uh, that we're seeing. The second is around people and their skills. And so, um, as you can imagine, our clients' tax functions are staffed with very traditional tax people. In fact, um, our practice is also staffed with a lot of traditional tax people. So we at EY um, have uh, the challenge of not just helping our clients, but also um, training our people and getting them ready uh, to tackle this new world of uh, tax technology. Yeah, that's a great segue, Albert, into, I guess, the focus that we have on technology around enabling our business um, and innovating the way we work and operate as well. So, as you mentioned, with that, you know, continuing digitization of revenue authorities, um, we need to keep refreshing and updating and changing the way we work and operate to deliver both services and, um, and deliverables for our clients. If you look at it, you know, in terms of client reactions to that at the moment, there's 
all sorts of uh, challenges that are driving clients to look at their investment and cost profiles and to want to leverage investments that firms like ours make in, you know, effectively what are our tools of trade. Uh, if you think of it, for most of our clients, uh, what they do in the tax space is, is really back of office for a lot of them, whereas it's our front office. And so we invest in it as our front office. Uh, and that investment is designed to help us become more efficient at what we do and deliver for our clients, uh, helping us and them ultimately, um, you know, save costs around those. Uh, it's also designed to help us uh, identify better insights for our clients uh, as the world becomes much more data-led. And it also helps us and our clients work towards new businesses uh, that respond to a lot of those changes that we're seeing happening uh, in the globe. Thank you, gents, for the introduction. Um, as mentioned, at the 2020 ITR Asia Tax Awards, EY picked up the top regional prize for its tax technology work from a competitive shortlist. The result was announced taking the firm's 2019 work into review, as well as assessing client and peer feedback over their excellence. Perhaps you could share your thoughts on winning the prize, what it means, and some of the success and trends you've seen over the last year. In particular, a clinching factor was the development of EY's global tax platform. Could you please expand a bit more on its role? Yeah, absolutely. Look, firstly, I think um, the thoughts on winning that prize, the, uh, it was fantastic for the investment and um, effort that our teams have put in across the globe uh, into the global tax platform uh, as, as a recognition, I guess, of the investment journey we started several years ago on that globally um, as part of our firm's you know, globalization structure to invest centrally for the benefit of all of our uh, practices and all of our clients uh, across the globe. So, so it means an awful lot for us to get that recognition. I think in terms of, you know, what is it that we're building in Global Tax Platform, um, it really strikes two key elements of, of what our business and our clients' businesses need to handle. Uh, you know, the first is around, again, uh, it, it becoming part of the way in which we work with our clients to um, uh, you know, effectively change or transform their operating models and ultimately uh, technology enable the things that need to be done and provide them with better insights out of their data. So, you know, if you think about it, uh, I think from our most recent survey, something north of 90% of tax functions are thinking about changing the way they work and run their tax function. All of those require a technology um, enablement support in terms of what they're doing. And the global tax platform is the way in which we integrate all of our technology solutions across the firm uh, and utilize them both for our own internal production purposes, but also for our, our clients' benefits to really support them ultimately in getting better insight out of their data. Yeah, and I think um, in addition to the platform, there is the whole transformation and, uh, and process uh, redesign that, that goes with it. And I think it's quite important that um, a tool is only as good as the, the data that you put through it and, and the people you've got using uh, the solution. So um, in many of the cases, uh, we find that actually uh, a big part of the work is not just the setup of the GTP for our clients, but it, it's the integration of what we call data operations. I think data operations um, is a reflection of the fact that uh, most people are dealing with imperfectly set up systems and poor data quality. Uh, the survey that John uh, referred to earlier on, we, we, we found that 60% of client time was spent on data cleansing. So when you think about 
tax functions and the specialty um, people that are, that are part of that. Um, that's a that's a huge amount of their time um, not doing the value that they were they were hired to do, if you like, or, or, or practicing that expertise. And so, so a big part of uh, making sure the global tax platform is successful um, is to ensure that we've also got good supporting data operations, both on the client side and also at EY. Thank you for that insight into data operations. Um, in ITO's research, several of the firm's other recent innovations also set us apart from its closest competitors over the last year. This includes various elements of the EY tax apps market, solutions such as the China Cube and the GVRT, the Global VAT Reporting Tool. This is also a key factor that the firm's private practice and in-house peers, as well as clients, were keen to note out in our surveys. It would be great to hear an overview of the firm's various other solutions from you. Yeah, um, as you can imagine, um, uh, when you try and leverage um, enterprise systems, they they are typically set up or created um, for finance uh, use cases. So from time to time, uh, we, we encounter a lot of specialist tax calculations or specialist tax functionality uh, that isn't readily available in third party or enterprise uh, products. And so at EY, we also um, invest in innovating our own solutions uh, for specific challenges such as um, uh, the intricacies of uh, China compliance, as you mentioned, the China Cube, or the fact that VAT is quite similar around the whole world and that clients might want uh, to have one solution rather than a solution for each country. And so so we, we do create a number of these uh, specialist solutions to deal with specific tax challenges. And all these uh, reside on our EY tax market, where um, we're building up a full catalogue um, of technologies that can supplement and complement our clients' technology uh, stack. And a big part of the uh, innovation is is done by a specialist innovation team, and and also. A, a tax lab that we have established um, by teaming with uh, with the universities in our in our area. Yeah, that that tax lab and the teaming approach that Albert mentioned there, I think, has been a fundamental differentiator for us to um, you know access leading edge technologies and start to look at how we can bring them to life uh, for our clients' bene- uh, benefits um, you know much faster and much earlier uh, in the in the piece. Uh, and that really combines with the, um, I guess, the other way that we are tapping into the broader technology ecosystem uh, through our EY Foundry program that we launched a couple of years ago as well, uh, which is really targeted at finding uh, new ideas, new technology startups, and looking at how we can work to, to bring those startup ideas to, to life, uh, again, for our clients' direct benefits, uh, or indeed for our own internal tools of trade, um, again, to, to highlight either new opportunities for clients 
uh, or new services or new solutions. And those of those innovation focuses really, as Albert mentioned, lie on top of, um, I would say, sort of a, a, a core team that focuses on innovation, but really a much broader network um, of, I'm going to say, probably now over sort of three or 400 technologists in uh, in Asia Pacific who are really, um, you know, tax technologists first and foremost uh, and working alongside our several thousand other tax professionals to, to bring things to life. Um, perhaps two things to really highlight where those come to the fore is uh, around data analytics and, and machine learning. So, you know, as we've already talked about on today's podcast, um, you know, data is becoming more and more critical for our clients to get right, get access to and drive insight from. Uh, and so a lot of the investments that we're making and a lot of the value we're seeing is coming around looking at different ways that we can capture, uh, interrogate, um, consolidate, contrast, compare uh, data uh, on behalf of clients across their multiple operations uh, and activities, um, but also within jurisdictions to to support organisations in, you know, making the right decisions um, for, um, for for them and their businesses in how they they um, you know create new products uh, or um, you know embed uh, the cost of of tax into product price. Uh, if they're in financial services, for example. So that whole space of data analytics has been, um, you know, a really important one from the, the innovation element that's come forward. And I think, you know, machine learning, which um, is often talked about sort of separately to, to data analytics, but but in reality, um, you know, its true power goes uh, when it's hand in hand with those vast quantities of, of, of reusable data, right? So, um, you know, where, where we're seeing that really come to the fore for us is, um, you know, taking some of the monotony out of uh, repetitive tax tasks. So, you know, basic things like allocations of, of uh, finance data into allowable or non-allowable deductions or whatever the, you know, relevant local jurisdiction requirement might be. Um, we've, we've found some fantastic um, machine learning algorithms that are, you know, they're now um, getting to, you know, extremely high degrees of accuracy on some of that data. And so, you know, that's really freeing up our time uh, to, to work better with our clients and it's freeing up our clients' time to work better with their businesses, which is, you know, ultimately that's the aim of the game out of technology at the end of this is so we can help our clients run their businesses better. Thanks, John. A, a follow-up question now, which invokes more thoughts on innovations, COVID-19. How has the challenge been adapting to the new circumstances in working amid the coronavirus pandemic, not only internally, but also in a world where every business treads with caution? For our audiences, it's worth noting that EY Asia Pacific recently published a very popular guide on ITR discussing a range of challenges that have concerned businesses. It would be great to hear your thoughts on your recent strategies and how you've overcome such challenges. Yeah, I think, um, you know, I think all of us are obviously doing more work, uh, remote working. Um, um, before uh, uh, this call started, we were talking about um, the stress of being on call 24-7. I think um, there are many sides uh, to answering this question. So so let's start with the human side. So the human side is, I think, uh, I think uh, we, we all need to take a bit of care to manage our work-life balance. Uh, we need to uh, take a bit of care uh, to make sure that uh, we do exercise and get up and, and work in in a, a well-ventilated environment um, because you don't realise 
um, and very simple things of uh, the act of going to an office and interacting uh, with people and moving about um, compared to uh, working from your home office. So I think that that's one aspect. The, the second uh, aspect is um, the, the technology uh, angle. And this is where it's been very interesting to see from our clients um, who has made the investment and who hasn't. Um, and so what we're seeing is um, clients who've uh, made uh, the investment to get the infrastructure right um, in the first place by setting up their systems specifically ready for tax, have meant that they're better prepared and better enabled uh, to do their work remotely. Now, what do I mean by that? Um, visibility, dashboards, uh, we're talking about data, trying to work with data um, uh, virtually. These kind of things, um, we, we have a phrase, the intelligent tax function. If the function has been set up uh, ready to be an intelligent tax function, um, uh, they are more able uh, to cope uh, in this uh, COVID world, if you like. I think that that is spot on, Albert. I mean, one of the ways that we've been characterising the responses to COVID um, across EY and with our clients is under the banner of now, next and beyond. And um, I guess the way that we be, saw that was obviously in the early days of, of COVID when people were really responding to it. You know, we had all the challenges around things like how do you get a wet signature on a tax return when the tax director lives in another country and people can't travel, right? So there were all of these sort of immediate issues that that um, organisations were facing. And as Albert said, technology came to um, the solution uh, lens through a lot of those, right? Whether it was, um, you know, helping workforces work remotely, as Albert's mentioned, or, uh, you know, indeed, whether it was, um, you know, replacing things that had been manual in many instances for decades um, overnight. I mean, one of my clients said to me, um, you know, even just this last week, the the implication of COVID for them has been quite astounding because it it fast forwarded you know three years worth of future transformation efforts into you know just a couple of months right so so organisations who were talking about technology enablement for twelve or twenty four months and could they get the the budget to pull it together and was there going to be a business case right they're ringing up in the next week and going we've got to get this done next month because our workforce is remote and, and we've just got to change right so. So I think the the sort of the next part of, of COVID was organisations, you know, working out they had to um, change and change quickly. And then I think as we go into the beyond phase, that's going to be the interesting one to look at because organisations are now setting themselves up to do to do more with less, right? Um, do it in a diversified and geographically dispersed manner. Um, and, and they're being challenged to continually transform uh, the way that they need to work and operate. So I think, you know, it'll be quite interesting keeping an eye on that beyond phase and the challenges that that starts to throw up, particularly as governments start to realise um, they've spent a lot of money uh, and the most direct means to, you know, um, recovering that money is, is through their relevant taxing rate regimes and systems. So I think the next you know, little while is going to be quite interesting off the back of COVID for looking at that. Sure, thank you. And looking at future transformations, how do you think the tax technology space will evolve over the next 12 to 24 months as the market recovers from the sudden shock? In particular, do you feel the pace of change will evolve in the seasons to come? Yeah, I think... Um... Uh, I think uh, the pace of change is uh, already evolving, as I observe from my clients' behaviour. Uh, not surprisingly, uh, we are getting 
a lot of inquiries for clients who haven't set themselves up to work remotely. Um, and John, uh, you know, we're seeing a lot of uh, clients come to us and look at even broader things like operating models, um, which actually drive the technology. Yeah, that's absolutely right, Albert, because I think it is, um, you know, if you look at that pace of change piece, um, as people come off the back of the, the the sort of the shocks of COVID and start to look at it, um, you know, the expectation is that, that because organisations know they've got to change their operating model um, and they are constrained often in the capital that, that's allocated to the tax and finance function to, to work and operate that, they need to be quite innovative about how they look at um, at mixing things up. And so, you know, organisations who've, who've often had a steady internal and external budget allocation are, are saying, how do I achieve um, different outcomes from the same funding with maybe a different mix? Um, you know, what can I do to access some technology that helps me drive internal efficiencies um, along with accessing skill sets externally that helps me leverage, um, you know, skills that I may not need every month or every quarter, but when I need them, I need to scale up quickly with them. So those, those operating model discussions and I guess the exploration of different sourcing models uh, that's something that I, that I think we've seen accelerate and for the next 12 to 24 months, we expect that to be front of mind for many organisations. Thank you, gents, for the insight. On a final note, I just want to say that there is some amazing work happening behind the scenes within these tax and transfer pricing departments that we don't always know of or see, but it's nice to be able to show some recognition here through these awards. Um, passing it on to the EY team for a final message to our audience. Um, I think uh, John uh, mentioned earlier the approach of standing back and thinking about your strategy in terms of what you can do now, what you can do next, and uh, and what you can do beyond is a good way of uh, breaking up uh, the overwhelming challenge that sometimes um, uh, is facing. So I think I think that is a I think that is a, a good approach. And plus, uh, we do have a robust team in tax technology and transformation ready to help you all. Yeah, I, th I think, and, and to build on that, Albert, um, I mean, I, th I think just on behalf of, um, you know, everyone uh, within those teams at EY, um, we are so proud and just so thankful to, to all of uh, all of you for, for the recognition that these war awards mean. Um, you know, they really bring out that the focus and the effort and the long hours and the investment uh, are worthwhile. And so that spurs us on to keep that focus around innovation, to keep that focus around technology on behalf of clients and internally um, and uh, you know if there's things that we can be doing that you're seeing uh, that need to be done um, you know let us know right where we want to be at the front foot of supporting uh, organizations and and tax authorities uh, that, who, are, who are working through that space as well. Thank you. From my side, I just wanted to say a big congratulations again to everyone associated with EY on the deserved recognition on both the central and regional level. It's been our most comprehensive research process yet, so we really do wish you the best for the success. Thank you to our audiences for tuning in and hoping you're all staying safe. Goodbye.